All right, so welcome to the next episode of the Sucker Max Experiences. This is a two-part episode. I'm going to talk to, in this part, Clay Martin, who is, he's become a good friend of mine. Uh, I read his book, Prairie Fire, uh, which was his second nonfiction book about sort of the, the uh, revolution or collapse or uh, chaos coming in America. And man, I got to be honest, man, I read Prairie Fire and it freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> No doubt. It really, I thought I kind of understood. And then I read that book and I was like, man, I am not ready. And so uh, I got in contact with Clay and I'm like, dude, you got to help me, man. <laughs> you got to help because uh, my shit's not together yet. And I thought it was, which was the bad part. And so I ended up hiring Clay. Clay came down, uh, me and some friends also hired Clay and uh, came down. He, uh, trained me in shooting, helped me set up my gear, walked my entire ranch with me, helped me set up all my defenses. The dude has been a total lifesaver. Um, he's an amazing guy, brilliant in what he knows. Um, you know, spent 20 years as a Marine of some sort, some fancy special forces Marine, then transferred over to Green Beret and became was a Green Beret for like a decade and a half. And um, I've talked to other dudes who served with him that, you know, like, uh, that don't know I know him or that uh, he doesn't know I know. And, uh, Clay had an amazing reputation when he, I mean, the guy was a, a stone, uh, just to put it frankly, a stone killer. Like he was the way my friend put it. He's one of the guys that if your backs against the wall, you want to have next to you. And I can see that. I mean, he's just, um, he just knows his stuff. And so what I did, it's, this is a long two-part, it's three hours. But the reason I, it's so long is I really wanted to try and extract for you uh, the core parts of what Clay's taught me, right? And so I have him kind of walk uh, us through in the interview. If you don't know what the hell's going on, you don't know anything about self-defense, you don't have any gear, where do you start? Like, what is the first thing you do? Now, what's the second thing? And you listen to this three hours, you can take what he says and do exactly what he says. And you're going to come out the back end. Um, you're not going to come out like a badass special forces guy, but you're going to be ready, right? You're going to, now he's like a lot of, not a lot of, there's some basic things you got to do and you got to actually do the training and whatever. But if you do what he tells you to do, you're going to be ready. So um, I hope you enjoy this episode. It was a lot of fun for me because uh, he's just such a he's such a smart guy and he knows his shit so well. It's really fun for me to talk to him. Uh, so I hope you enjoy. All right, everyone. So I'm very excited to have Clay Martin on. Clay is a friend of mine and he's the dude that I hired after I read Prairie Fire. I was like, borderline shitting my pants because I thought I was ready defensively. And I realized, no, man, I didn't even know what ready looked like. And so Clay actually reached out to me because of something else. But then like, I was like, oh, dude, because Clay was used to be very hard to find. But now he has a website and stuff. He's easy to find. And uh, I was like, can you help me get my shit straight, like get gear straight and all that sort of stuff? Because here's what I've found. There's a ton of great people. And I, you know, I talked to a lot of other people who know a ton about self-defense stuff and guns and training and all that. But most of those people are military, right? And so they think from a military mindset, right? Like, like when I asked Tim Kennedy about setup, he's like, oh, just go by. And like he named stuff. And I'm like, dude, I'm not breaching doors for the Marine Corps, right? Like I'm a dude in a 
truck who lives on a ranch in Texas. Like I don't need level four plus plates or whatever the fuck. Right. And so like, it's very hard to find. And then of course you, you, you talk to gun guys who don't really know military or haven't been in combat. And then they just talk, honestly, fucking nonsense, right? Like they, Oh yeah, you should go get this and this and three, $5,000 staccato pistol and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I, I'm not trying to be an Instagram model. Right. And so clay is the dude that I found that no, like, first off, has, this is the number one thing I, I, I'm going to say this over and over. When you're picking someone to help you with anything, the first question to ask is, have they done it? Right. And so Clay is 20 years in special forces, like uh, so many tours and so much combat that it's like kind of ridiculous. So he's done it for decades at the highest level. But more importantly, is that Clay speaks civilian pretty well. He still sometimes he'll say shit. And I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? That's insane. But he speaks very fluent civilian, more fluent than almost any other true expert that I've ever met. And so um, Clay became the dude that I now go to for all my gun questions and not just gun, but gear. Like, how do I carry my weapon? Like, we're going to get deep into this because I was totally fucked up on this and didn't really realize it. How do I carry my weapon? How do I train with my weapon? What other things do I need? You know, uh, like, and Clay is really the one who kind of taught me about um, defense in depth, right? Levels of defense, right? And thinking that way. So what I'm going to do on this uh, set of episodes with Clay is I'm going to sort of play the role of beginner. And I'm going to have him walk me through literally every single step that I need to take to go from, I'm a petrified, uh, um, uh, and I don't mean this in a pejorative sense, I'm a petrified pacifist coward to, I can effectively defend myself and my family, right? So, because that that's the other thing. I think a lot of people pre-2020, pre-COVID, I had... Um, a pistol, a, a shotgun, and a hunting rifle. Like, I like guns. I hunt, right? But I never got into, like, the serious gun dude stuff because, to me, I wasn't in the military, right? I'm not a, a bounty hunter. Like, it's, it felt like LARPing to me, right? It felt like absurd LARPing. Like, it's cool. Like, I loved all that stuff. But it was like, what the fuck do I have a need for an assault rifle for? You're like, yeah, dudes want to buy them. Cool. I don't need one. Then, you know, last two years happened. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Not only do I need one, but my wife needs one. I need one on my truck. I need one on my bed. Like, I need them everywhere. So, uh, and Clay is the dude who really helped me understand um, kind of this world. All right, Clay. So, uh, so let's, we're going to pretend, uh, and I'm going to kind of half play the role back and forth. Let's pretend that I am like a total, a former pacifist, former, you know, I don't want to touch guns. You know, like, leave me alone. Like it's April uh, 2020, you right. decided it's not a good place to be. Uh, right. You do want to live. Exactly. Right. Like, you know, just call the police. You know, they're on our side. Like, that, <laughs> I, I, like let's. Okay. So, and then let's, you know, a bunch of shit happens. And now I'm like, I'm a freaked out. Like, holy shit. Everything I thought was wrong. I need to get up to speed to defend myself and my family. Clay, what the fuck do I do? What's the first thing? <laughs> Well, you've realized you have a problem. So that's step number one. Yes. All right. And look, this is a very common thing that's happened uh, you know, over the last two years. Like a, a lot of dudes were in that position and I, and I totally get it. I, I mean, man, I've told clients this week, like, look, bro, I get it. Up to up to that point in 2020, you could have had like a pistol as an American and like had all your bases covered. Like you were good, man. Like really you could have two, like one more than the nightstand. You're, you're okay. But we're not there. So a lot of people, like you said, have awakened to this, this problem 
one of the first steps that you're going to have to take there is, is to realize like how not extensive your knowledge is. For a lot of people in this situation, it's like being 31, 32 years old and seeing a car for the first time. All right, that's a lot yeah. different. Yeah. It is. It's Truly. a lot different to try to learn how to drive at 16. Your brain's not as pliable. Right. Uh, as well as you know, you've lived now, you've got this deeper experience. You're trying to drive a machine. It's, it's going to be rough, man. It's going to be a rough learning curve. And so you have to approach it from that. The second thing you got to do, shit can all the knowledge that you have from video games, movies, fucking any media platform over the last 40 years, because that teaches such a, a wrong uh, lesson, both that you can pick up a gun and, and use it right now if you've never touched one before, uh, as well as it always shortens the learning curve. Uh, everybody's Hold on. Assumed- so you're telling me when I shoot people in the street, I don't just get like a bunch of free ammo and like feel better? <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, 200 round magazine in your gun. And, uh, you, so when you, I, you you're telling like me when I run over a hooker, I don't automatically get the gun in her purse? <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> the hero of the story, you can't die. <laughs> No, really. I mean, we all have to look at ourselves as like we're supporting character. Like we can die. We can die. So that's step number one. So you, you're looking at this like, oh, my God, what am I going to do next? Well, the first step for me, I think if we're talking to somebody that has never done anything. You don't even actually want to go and immediately get a gun uh, for a couple of different reasons. Uh, number one, like I said, you you have to learn how to use that thing. If you've never touched one before and we get you out of your village in you know, South America or whatever, and I hand you a pistol, your odds of hurting yourself are really high. And your odds of being able to use this effectively to defend yourself are just about zero. In fact, you can make the situation a lot worse. It's uh, it's very easy if you've just figured out how to rack the slide and pull the trigger, like I said, to hurt not only yourself, but a family member by, by accident, just because you don't know and you, you yeah. don't know what you're doing with that. So that's actually a little ways down the road for me. The first thing that I'm advising people to do now is okay, I'm scared. Uh, I need something that gives me some kind of edge uh, besides fighting with my hands. Because if I just woke up to this, I probably am not great with those either. Yeah, no, so I need something. I think the first step, like right now, is go get a hatchet. This is, you know, basically a club with a sharp side to it. All of us know how to use clubs. It's the most primitive, basic of all man's weapons. I can do this, you know, reasonably well. I'm better off than I was with nothing. All right? And I don't so want that's to like, get- that's like, if I'm in a panic, and I yes. don't know what to do, but yes. I want to do something. Something. Go yes. to Home Depot and buy a roofing hatchet. Twenty dollars. Yep. <laughs> My son's gonna love and, you, uh, man. These are actually. <laughs> this is actually, a, I mean, a, a very effective weapon in certain situations. To a close, we actually used to carry these uh, when I was in uh, on the assault teams uh, because they're great for like breaking open, you know, uh, file drawers and stuff like that, your desk drawers, yeah. yeah. uh, as well as if things do get really weird. And I pull this out, like it is a force multiplier. At very close range. All right. It's yeah. gonna it's gonna help. And it's scary. Like you made this, oh, I heard yeah. you make this point on all teachers' podcast. Like, yeah, if a dude pulls out a hatchet, you're gonna take him very seriously. <laughs> if somebody's willing to axe murder you, like right. and actually, this is weird, but psychologically, this is better than a knife. Than this. Yeah, totally. Because again, back to that primitive man concept, we can all use impact weapons. All right. Yeah. We're already like there, but like this way you see dudes in movies defend themselves with baseball bats or right. why a lot of people think baseball bats. Okay. It's not the same like weird psychological penetration stuff of a blade, which takes a little bit of, of mindset to yeah. get past. Yeah. All 
right, this is primitive, you know, like killer monkey stuff. And I don't even have to turn it to the legal side. Look, I got a, I got an impact weapon over there too. I, Dude, hammers, kill, hammers kill people every year. Those are deadly weapons. Even in the clue, Professor but, Mustard with the hammer in the <laughs> library. But from a psych perspective, I'm telling you this, if you've never been in a hostile confrontation before, lethal force confrontation, you are more likely to use this, even though it's a lethal weapon, because it feels like an impact weapon. Yeah. All right, so it's it's helping you up here in, in a big way. Okay. All right. Okay. So if you're not panicked, but if you're like, okay, I'm not panicked. I don't feel like I need to get a hatchet. You can skip that, right? But if you really like, right. holy yeah. fuck, yeah. I just need to go, go. Okay, cool. Yeah. So Amazing. optional one is buy a hatchet. Well, that's a, like wanna, a war hatchet. If you want a cool one, there's cool ones too. Right? You can go $20, you can go $400. doesn't matter. <laughs> well, dude, you're not going to Home Depot and buying that badass hatchet. <laughs> no, no, no. Brought to you by Hardee's. No. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. So, all right. So uh, let's say I, I like I make my decision on that or not. Uh, let, yeah, you're coaching me through this. Okay, cool. Hatchet. <laughs> What's next? Next step in my mind is an airsoft gun. And uh, this is actually one where the other military dudes start like giving me a ration of shit and uh, that's LARPing and like, why would you recommend that? Those are guys that didn't train competitive, right? Because one thing that an airsoft gun will do, especially these modern ones that are all cool and they start like 150 bucks, all the mechanics of the gun are exactly the same as a real gun. Ah, yeah, there we go. I got one. So if, this, if you're listening on the podcast, this is a SIG 320 carry. Uh, um, and it's got the you know the little orange thing, so it's clearly a exactly. airsoft gun. But dude, the yeah. mechanics are exactly the same. It is the same weapon made by SIG. The internals yeah. are just different. It shoots a little plastic pellet. Boom. It's even very close in the weight. Like the slides it have is. to be a little different weight. But yeah, it's really yeah. close. Yeah. All right, so the advantage of having this is like, let's say that you've never held one before and you're screwing around with that thing and you shoot yourself in the hand. Now, you shot that gun and it's going to hurt, right? Yeah, I've taken some air shot stuff. It, it hurts, but it's like, whatever. It doesn't even break the skin. It just stings. That's the point. Like, if right. you screw up, there's a consequence, but you're not going to actually like kill yourself or need to go to the ER. Right. right. It's big. And, and again, you know, a lot of tackle dudes dismiss the airsoft gun but they're missing important things like uh there was a kid that came over and i think it was like 2008 from japan had never shot a real gun before uh, he'd only trained airsoft right. he won the steel challenge which is a, an event that happens every year it's this huge national shooting contest uh he beat a, a legend of the shooting community casey Asibio, with two years or three years on an airsoft gun and 30 days of real life fire training get the fuck out of here seriously no, it's a heart attack yeah yeah fuck yeah yeah, I, I referenced that in one of the two books. It's real. You can look it up right now. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll send you the I, link. What am I like? I'm gonna fucking yeah. call. Come on, like what? What? No, but I, I will just say I was skeptical about this when you told me this. I'm like, oh, yeah. a lot of think it's I'm shit. like, this motherfucker used to kill people for the U.S. government. He's telling me to buy a fucking kid gun. The fuck's wrong with him? Like truly, I really did. <laughs> and then this past weekend, I took Bill Rapier's Force on Force course and had to bring an airsoft gun, and now I get it because yeah. like we ran super realistic scenarios. And like, and it, like it feels and runs just like my gun, right? Because I, 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 say like I, I have an X carry, so it's the same gun, right? Yeah. And so like it was badass because we could run super good. Dude, we had drills where we were like 10 yards away drawing on each other, like speed yeah. drills, right? Yeah. And like oh, yeah. I'm, I'm plugging dudes in the face with this. And I'm like, this is yeah. awesome. And it's, it's, nothing like, it's nothing like shooting steel or paper. Nothing. Oh, another nothing. drawing on you. And there's yeah. plenty I lost, man. Like one dude, yeah. I'll never forget. He hit it, I, I mean, square between my eyes. And I got one of those fencing masks type things. And so yeah. the, the airsoft gun, the pellet blew up in my face. And it was like, <laughs> holy shit. Like, that was intense, man. Like, but it's yeah. awesome training. It's, Dude, it's fucking great. 
Yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. I think a lot of tactical guys dismiss it for this reason. The one thing that's not true of an airsoft gun to a real gun is a, is a recoil. You know, it's not. It's yeah. not. Who gives a fuck? Especially when we're talking like close range confrontation. Yeah. Or one of the most important things also that a new guy's going to learn how to do, which is draw and shoot that first shot out of the yes. holster. Yes. Recoil doesn't matter. Right? No. You can you can hold the gun like this for one shot and still make a hit. All right? yeah. It's going to train you for that first shot. Yeah. So it's going to train the mechanics. It's going to train that first shot. The other thing that Rapier told me, tell me if this is accurate, is that, um, or it might not have been Bill, it might have been one of his dudes, said that like training on an airsoft gun is similar to training on a cert in that it's going to ingrain better shooting habits because of the lack of recoil. Is that correct? To some, to some degree, it's right. Yeah, okay. to some degree. All right, cool. I, I, I go both ways on that. Yes, it allows you to make more of a, a better shot without thinking about the recoil. The one thing that it's really going to hurt you on, and uh, we'll cover this in a later podcast, is because there's no recoil, it allows you to get away without having what we would call a crushing grip with the non-dominant hand on the pistol. Yeah, right? yeah, right, right, of course. Yeah. yeah. So that's, there's only two, that's one of the drawbacks. And the other one is if you're trying to shoot at any kind of range, right? it, it develops this habit of starting to watch the bullet because it's so slow you can see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you had to mentally just get past that. Well, yeah, we were all training at 10, 10 yards or less with this. Right. It, right. It's all like, it was a combatives course, so it was all very mm. close range. But Right. Yeah. But that's one of the, that's, that's pretty much the only two problems. And I, I tell people this too, from also me having been a, a high level competitive shooter, every pro on the circuit has a set of airsoft guns that are just like his real guns because he's got an airsoft range in his garage so he can train every day. Okay, so that's cool. I'm not trying to be a competitive shooter. No, you're not. Right? But so like you're new. Now you've got a range at your house. Yes. Most people don't. Yes. So yes. having even in your living room, whatever, if you live in an apartment, having somewhere that you can train for 10 or 15 minutes a day is a whole lot better than going out every so, Sunday all right. and training for five. Then hours. I got, I, then I have a question for you. Okay. Sure. So let's let's say someone's you know taking this seriously and a lot of my friends, I people who I know, like okay. If let's say they can only get one airsoft yep. gun or cert gun. I like airsoft better. Okay. So so people who don't know a cert gun is the exact same thing as airsoft and that it looks and feels just like a real gun except it shoots a little laser out. And yep. and so like it's a training tool as well. So like we actually were shooting cert guns too at Bill's thing, although yep. mainly airsoft. Um, yep. You like so if I if I I have both because they got right. out of money. But if well, I didn't, if I had to pick one, you're saying airsoft. I like airsoft. Now, I can see the benefit of cert as well because you can do impact training. Right. And if if I'm assessing this from the world that we live in right now is more street crime oriented than combat, although that part's coming too. But right now it's more street crime because the cert gun can also do all the impact stuff. For some people, the cert's going to be right. For the majority of people, can't do, you can't do that with an airsoft gun; it'll break. Yeah. For most people, the airsoft gun, I, I feel like it's going to be right. Yeah. I, I For my limited experience, because, dude, I'm so excited to take this home now to Texas yeah. and get one yeah. or two other friends, even my seven-year-old son now. Oh, yeah. Like, we can, like, like, yeah. like play with it, but, like, also train. Like, it's training yeah. for me. Like, having him yeah. run oh, yeah. and then Absolutely. shoot a moving target is, like, that's, like, I, I was listening to this podcast with uh, Tom Kyer, you know, Sayat Kali, Tom Kyer, and he was talking about how he trains – Cause he's like one of the dudes that Delta brings into train, like in, yeah. in those guys and uh still team six or whatever they're called. And uh, he gets, uh, he was, cause he was talking about it. Cause he had to pay his people so much money because like, like they, they'll get up from a desk and run across a room and he'll have the dude shoot practice that like drill it all day long. 
And so he's like, no one wants to get shot 900 times with uh, with simunition, right? right? Or as a, but like, that's going to be so much fun, even with just my son, like, because it's going to make me a way better shot, right? Because I'm going to have to shoot a moving, you know, everyone goes through the range and you stand there, like, you know, yes. blink, blink, blink. Yes. But that's, ne- has you, have oh, you ever been in combat happen. where you stand there and shoot a stationary target? Very, very, very rarely. I almost never. Almost never. Okay. I, no, that, that the moving piece is a huge piece, as well as like even against your seven-year-old son. Think about it this way: now you're engaged with another human being that's also trying to kill you. Even if we're just playing, yeah, right? Of course. That's that's effectively like going back to like Apache war games. It really is. They shoot each other with little, you know, kids would shoot each other with fake bows. Yeah, is the same thing. It is actually valuable training. Uh, the really the really funny part about this that the stigma of airsofters because they were a bunch of nerds for a lot of years. Yeah. is part of what keeps this out of the uh, the tackle training community. You got to get past it. I, I get it, though, because I, yeah. I had to go for long, weird reason to find this X-carry in short notice because of it. What well, It doesn't matter. I had to go to an airsoft store uh, in a oh, mall man. in Georgia. And, like, oh. I walked in, and I'm like, it's like a, it's an airsoft store, and they also had, like, a range in the back, right? Like a, oh, or a, yeah. a, an indoor, not a range, but, like, an indoor shooting gallery type thing. Yeah. And, like, I walk in, and the place is kind of quite, not packed, but there's a lot of people there. And not one of them looks a day over 18. <laughs> and, and like, I guess a lot of people think I look like a cop for some reason, short hair or whatever. And like, yeah. th- there's like kids behind the, the counter, but they look like the kids not behind the counter. They all look the same. And like the kid, the one dude puts his hand on his gun, which I'm assuming is an airsoft gun. And when I come in, I think he thought I was like a cop or something. And I'm like, I look at him. He's like, yeah. They just say, can I help you? Nothing. I'm like, I, I want to buy this airsoft gun he goes oh oh okay <laughs> i think he thought i was gonna come in i don't know what he thought man but they were all children they oh, yeah. seriously yeah. and goofy yeah. nerdy dorky kids yeah. but not it's- like lame not nerds like bookish they they were almost right. like the, you know what it felt like they felt like the kids that would have been like car losers 10 or 20 years ago and they found airsoft and now it's like which is cool good for them i wasn't judging them but yeah. like, i think maybe they're used to that or something i don't know it's a weird group of people though. It oh really it is, is totally weird now now listen to this too those dudes there's a lot of those dudes were kind of they were kind of the butt of a lot of jokes for like the last 20 years and you know i'm just being honest about that right. here's the great irony those dudes especially the nerds that do what they call milsim which are they like you like dudes will buy like steel no, six. Dude, they're all they were all dressed up in in all kinds of like CQB gear. They actually gear. pick like their little units and shit too. Like there'll be yeah. guys, that are, you know, all this bullshit. But they they're probably awesome do- at CQB, aren't they? Yes, I. They would have to yes. be. That's what they do all day. That's what they do all day. Right. As as well as when you take some of the nerd shit out of it, they're actually tactically better trained than a lot of fucking gun guys. Especially yeah, gun that's I, that's what I assume. Like yeah. I was actually. I, if I'd had more time, I would have gone in there and run through some shit. Oh, yeah. I would have yeah, been yeah. I'm at least double the age of anyone in there, but I totally would have <laughs> because I know they would have fucked my world up, but I would have gotten a yeah. lot better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The only other thing you really lose when you talk about like force on force with airsoft guns. Right. And we, we saw this in the military the same way with that with simunitions, which is right. a little, you know. Yeah. Okay. The one thing that you have to do is you got to have a mature training partner in a lot of ways for a lot of things. Because you will start doing things that you would not do in a normal situation because the fear is not there. And oh, yeah. Look, man, I do it. Yeah. I've, as an instructor, I would like pull the plug when dudes started doing like too much hero shit. Yeah. 
because you've mentally gone from training now to playing. And so you just had to be, you had to be careful about that. Like yeah, okay. kids, that's different. That's going to give you some value, but always know that that's playing. Okay. When you get like a dude that's your age that you're going to actually do stuff with, know that there's going to be a limit on your time that you can do it before you start getting, you know, too fucking weird. Yeah. Problem. My guess is the, it's kind of like in jujitsu, right? Like you've got to make consequences, right? So like yes. whoever wins the most or so people are taking it seriously and then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. All right. So got my airsoft gun, right? All right. Uh, so just super quick, I bought the airsoft gun. Let's just say, yeah. you know, I'm your, I am your client, but let's say I'm the new client, right? What yeah. do I do? Do I train with it now or do I go get a full, like, what's the next step with this or put it aside or what? No, uh, I mean, you need to start doing some, even some really basic training, like unload it and load it 10 times a day. So it's racking the slide, yeah. dry firing, maybe even firing it, stuff like that. Dropping the magazine, right? Dropping the slide, it, yeah. making sure it's clear, yeah. putting it away and then reloading it. Right. Just the simple mechanism of loading and unloading is going to start to get your brain thinking about this as a, a real lethal weapon. So, uh, hey, I just, I, I, this, so I'm going to ask the questions that most people have they're afraid to ask. Sure. And I know because I used to have. So I can promise you most people, everyone has seen John Wick or whatever, right? Yep. Most people have not actually used a handgun. Right. Yes. Even a lot of people like, you know, the last three years, something like 10 million new gun owners. I'll bet any right. amount of money, half of them never fired the gun. Me too. Okay. Yep. And, and and a few of them fired it like at the range when they bought it. And that was it. One time. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So like, is there a video or do you have one on your site where like you literally go over the absolute dummy basics of like, okay, this is a pistol. This is where the bullet comes out. This is the trigger and not being condescending. Right. No, honestly, dude, racking the slide and then uh, hitting the the release, you know, to to lock it back. I remember. Yeah. I'll never forget the first time I used a pistol because I yeah. I had a revolver until I was in my twenties. So I actually didn't know how an automatic. You fudge you, you fucking fudge. No, because my grandmother grandfather gave it to me. So it was like my grandfather's like cowboy thirty eight, which like, was Wyatt, a real gun. Fucking Wyatt Earp over here. Okay. No, seriously. And so no, no, I'm and so the first time I held an automatic, I'm like, oh, of course I can use it. I've been playing, you know, whatever Call of Duty for a decade. Right. Hard could, and then I was like, oh fuck, what do I do? <laughs> I'm serious. Like I know how to pull a trigger and. I can, yeah. I, like, I even knew I get locking, you know, uh, uh, pulling the slide. You've seen it enough, but locking but the even... slide, right? Locking yeah. the slide back, and then the basics of, you know, uh, you know, the the uh, the release. What is this called, actually? What's the uh, name? Of this? It's called the takedown lever. Okay, right. Like, yep. take that. You see Jackie Chan do it movies, oh, yeah. but like understanding like how the takedown, yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. all that. Just the absolute, like the shit that a gun guy would be like, why the fuck are you showing right. me this? Like, like, do you have oh. a video like that? Bro, we're going to make one. We're, we're catching up okay. on a lot of video stuff right now. We're cool. way behind on it, but that's okay. going to be one of the first things we make is, is how to do that. Because one, how you do it, there's actually like some little steps in there that make the difference between like, I actually know what I'm doing and I'm a fucking chucklehead. Yeah. Uh, so you need to learn all the right sequence. Uh, right. Second thing, yeah, safety is obviously important. And uh, number three, like if you're a dude uh, and you don't live in the Southeast or Texas, you take a girl on a gun range date, like you better know your shit and right. you better make sure that she doesn't shoot you or the ceiling. So she's no, from, yeah, if she's from Georgia or Texas, like she's already got it. Yeah, no big deal. Get her own. <laughs> or Tennessee. My wife, my wife, our new issue. No, but I, I, once I, you know, once I like got my gun and then I figured it out. And then uh, um, yeah, I wasn't good at it at all in my 20s, but I used to take girls on dates to gun ranges all the time. Yeah. And, oh, you yeah. know, I knew, I knew like 
this much, but they knew nothing. And so they thought right. I knew a lot. And then I'm like, oh, and then I showed them the basics. And then, of course, it gives you an excuse to get all up on them and all that. It was fucking <laughs> awesome. It was amazing. I, I, I got to clip this part. My wife's going to watch this video. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So Airsoft secured. So basically use the Airsoft to learn how to manipulate a pistol. Um, go out back or in your garage even and shoot it totally safe inside, right? Use little yep. plastic pellets are no big deal, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. Shoot, shoot into like cardboard box or a mattress or what? Uh, depends on how how high, uh, how the velocity of your gun. Uh, test it on a piece of sheet, sheet rock first. Make sure it's not going to make a dent. If it yeah. is, you get to just stack up some cardboard like this thick and it'll stop it. Or go buy like a bullshit uh, rug remnant from Home Depot. Hang that some oh, bitch on the perfect. wall. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, because you don't want to be fucking up your drywall with it, right? No, no, especially you know, an apartment or some shit. Like, no, right. fuck no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so got my airsoft, started my manipulation, yep. my training, and then I went to your site. I watched some okay. videos. Okay, here's I got it. Okay, now I'm ready for the next step. Well, I'm going to close out on here's the reason you're going to do all that shit with this fucking airsoft gun until you can do it in your sleep. Because the next step is going to be to go get a real gun and go get some training from somewhere. As an instructor that's teaching like new guys and shit, I don't want to spend like five hours showing you how to load and unload your gun. Now you can pay me for that and I will stand over your shoulder and teach you how to do it. But if you already know those mechanics, you're going to get so much more out of your training. We can start shooting. (laughs) Yes. Well, plus you're going to be less nervous. Uh, Here's one of the things that, I can't remember if I covered one of the books, which is something that I've said a lot of times. There's like four things that every man in the world, it, like the subconscious, like monkey level thinks he does better than every other man. Uh, drive, fight, shoot, and fuck. All right. Whereas in reality, most of those things are not true. So you have to, if you can get your mechanics down first, so you don't feel like a, a chump when you're at your training thing, right. you're also right. going to be in a, mentally in a better place to train. Yeah. All right. Totally. Okay. Okay. Um, so so next ahead. is get a real gun, you, but pistol or rifle or what do you... I'm torn on this. For most people, pistols is going to be the right answer. So, we're, uh, so everyone thought we're on step three now, right? I got my airsoft dialed in. I'm ready. Get a gun. What gun? Yep. It's going to come down to rifle or pistol. So pistol is the right answer for most people because, again, the, the world that we live in right now, I can carry this with me all the time. All right. It's actually a harder gun to master. Uh, yeah. So the more time that I, I put up front to this actually helps me with my rifle. Hold on. Stop for a second. This sure. actually was a shock to me. Pistol is, I, and now I know this, right? But Pistol is harder than rifle. Oh, like 10 times. Yeah. Yes. It, it, it's, yeah. It, it, this is true. People like, I, yeah. I, I'm i like, that sounds stupid oh. to me. It's a hundred percent correct. You know, what's funny too, man. I had read, I remember um, like Roman gladiators, uh, Roman uh, legion, r- legionnaire soldiers. Yeah. Uh, they spent, uh, same with the Spartans, spent way more time on their uh, like short sword gladius than they did um their whatever long is i forget what the long spears are called um but like and 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 like way more time and i'm like that doesn't make sense to me and then like someone who knows swords and this stuff was like oh yeah dude it's way harder to use a a short sword than as a spear spear is basically like two to three core movements and a few variations off of that and you're done right like like they spent all their time either training their their small weapons short sword or training moving in formation like that was wow. like 80% of their time, maybe 20% on spear manipulation. It, man, it really makes sense uh, without even really knowing it. Just sitting here thinking about it, like uh, things I can do with a spear and things I can do with a sword to like, you know, hold it wrong. I'm sure it makes sense. And, and yeah. pistol and rifle are the same way. Pistol is like 10 times harder to, to master than, than rifle. Uh, and, and one of the things I've seen from, you know, decades and decades of training people, I've never seen a good pistol shooter that couldn't shoot a rifle. I've seen plenty of like incredibly bad ass rifle shooters 
that couldn't shoot a pistol worth a fuck. Hold on. I mean, snipers and shit. Like guys that are, you know, competitive, like thousand yard shooters. I've seen them that are so good with the right. They can't shoot a pistol. I mean, they suck. So it is. I like mean, they're worse than me. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, it's a lot. So, well, so hold on. That brings up a question. Again, this is a quote. Like I got to ask the basic idiot questions, right? right? Um, yeah. Like the civilian question. All yeah. right. Well, if pistols weigh harder. Yep. Would it make sense for me to just go to rifle and then I'm rifles my thing and I don't worry about this? If hypothetically, like the Chinese invaded the West Coast today, yes. Yeah, well, I'm not. That's not what I'm worried about. Oh, I'm worried about a, a purple-haired okay. Antifa dork who's like burning a can, and I like turn, right. my wife turns a corner, and there he is. Well, that's why we gave such a preposterous answer. If we were only going to go fight, like no shit, like armies in the fucking streets and shit, yeah, you'd get away with just wearing rifle and uh, and your pistol. Like if you, you were in the Ukraine right now, just fuck yeah, fuck you, pistols, okay. just go straight to rifle. Fuck yeah! Oh okay. yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Because no matter what, even if I just learned how to load and unload this little guy, yeah, right, and I, you know. I can still use it like contact range. I can like grab somebody. I can't. So that's fine. Yeah. Now for the world that we live in where crime is a lot more of a problem. Yeah. I need to be able to carry something outside of my home to defend myself with. Yeah. You have to have a pistol. You have to learn the pistol because that's the only thing you can really conceal and carry all the time. You, you, I guess you could like walk around with like a, AR on your chin. It'd be fucking ridiculous. So man, oh, come dude, that's, don't be that guy. Don't right. That dude, guy. It's, it's fucking ludicrous. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, so for most yeah. people, if, if, if you're if, uh, for self-defense, like, cause I, I think probably yeah. not, I, hopefully almost everyone listening this to learn is not like, Oh, I'm, you know, I, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to be the Antifa guy. They're trying, <laughs> I'm trying to defend myself against that dude. <laughs> so um, pistol is the best place to start <laughs> because concealment um, mm-hmm. and, and because most engagements are going to be short range and short yeah. range engagements. Yes. Pistols are actually probably more effective. Yeah. Right. Especially do if we're talking about like street crime, most of that's going to be at like contact range or maybe five feet at most, you know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, All right, cool. Pistol. All right. So walk yeah. me through how to think about, like, you don't have to go like crazy every detail, okay. yeah. but, but like, you know, like, uh, uh, what do I do? Like, how do I pick a pistol? Okay. Now we got to take another branching path. I, I feel like we're playing fucking final fantasy and we got to like get our characters like, oh, I'm going to be a white mage that has some red magic. You know, some bullshit. <laughs> you, you're a secret fucking nerd, aren't you? You're talking about oh, yeah. final fantasy. Dude, I've, got, I've got some comic books. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking true. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> All right. The next thing you got to decide is do I want a big pistol or a little pistol? Yeah. And basically that means like a full size pistol or a concealed carry pistol. All right. And this is probably the most controversial opinion that I, that I have compared to uh, some other gun guys is do I want a full size gun? What? So what is that? That's like a, I don't know what that is. That's an XDM and 10 millimeter. Uh, so it's kind of a ridiculous size gun, but right. do I want a full size gun like this. Right. Or do I want a small concealed carry gun that's easier to conceal? What's this? What's that? This is a Springfield Hellcat. Oh yeah. So that's like Springfield Hellcat and SIG 365 are two of the, yeah, those are like, right. right. Okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah. So that's basically just a, a Springfield setup. That's all right. So well, well, just to make things complicated, I carry a X carry, right? Yeah. You consider yep. this full size or is this, is there an in-between thing or what? I consider that a hybrid. Uh, right. So that's, that's basically like a, it's a four between inch, I think four inch barrel or something. Four inch barrel. Yeah. And, and a full size grip. This is actually the same thing only from a different company. Okay. Uh, so it's a shorter slide 
uh, a longer grip so you get a full purchase on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah but it's yeah, still yeah. got the width and stuff that's like a full size gun. Yeah, right. So exactly. Yeah. So it really is kind of like an in between. Yeah. So because so, if you look at a, a 320, like a normal, say, like what the military carries, the military yeah. center, same thing. It's just like that much longer, exactly. basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically, you're going to have to pick between which of those classes of gun that you want. The bigger the gun is, generally speaking, the easier it is to shoot, but the harder it is to conceal. So you kind of got to figure out which one is right for you. Yeah. And, you know, another way to look at that is like, look at the, uh, like the magazine well difference between a full size and a, and a, and a tiny gun. Right. So the small gun is going to be harder to grip correctly. It's going to be harder to shoot, but it is going to be easier to conceal. Yeah. Years and years ago, I would have always told you you had to go for a full size pistol first. Yeah. I, you know, you just did. Then, especially with the advent of the, the P365, they invented this class of guns that's actually pretty easy to shoot for a little tiny gun. Like, they shoot really well. So, once those guns came out and I started playing with them, I, I kind of came to the conclusion that for a lot of people, you could get away with so just one of these. What is that class of gun called? Compact? They don't even really have a name. They call them micro nines, I guess is what they started calling them. I, right. I call them one and a half stacks because that was really like the best description of them. It's almost the same as a you know Glock 19, which is the same size as your gun. Yeah. It's like two rounds short. It's really kind of magic how they did that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, either a micro nine or a, a one and a half stack, you know, whatever you want to call it. There's there's three that are on the market right now. There's yeah, the, the you had this on your site. The two that you recommend are the small, the, the micro nines yeah. are either the Springfield yeah. Hellcat or the P365, right? Or the Glock uh, 43X, if you're a Glock guy. Okay. Right, Glock 43X, yeah. yeah. Okay. So basically the long story short of this picking which gun you kind of need to pick which family of pistols that you like because the little ones then feel like the big ones. All right. It's, it's just like they're, they're scaling up. So if I'm a SIG guy on a little gun, on a, a micro nine, right. well, then when I buy a full-size pistol, I'm going to buy a SIG again. If I bought a Glock 43X, all right, then I'm going to buy a Glock 19X and so on and so forth. As close as you can, you keep them the same family because they feel the same way ergonomically when you start using them. Yeah. So I like, I uh, mean, I don't know what you recommend. What I did, man, when I, because this is before I had you as, uh, yeah. I hired you, unfortunately, but like I went to a gun range that rented yeah. handguns. Yeah. And I, I think they rented like 40 handguns and I tried like 32 of them or something. The dude was so tired of me. He's like, he, seriously, he's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, I need to try them all. How will I know? He's like, you have to try all of them. <laughs> Don't you know? And I'm like, no, like what, what's wrong with you, man? And so, uh, um, yeah, like I shot tons of Glocks, tons of, uh, uh, you know, HKs, um, yeah. uh, tons of SIGs, obviously, which yeah. is what I ended up with. Um, at Springfields, I shot, yeah. uh, I shot glasses, a, I'm sure. yeah. right. I shot a tourist, which was terrible. I shot, um, <laughs> There's a couple of other. What what are the five? Are there, you said there's like five big brands. Like these are the five you yeah. want to go with. Like what would yeah. the, and Glock, Glock and Sig? I know. What else? Yeah. Well, hang on, back up one second. The other reason that we're going with one of those five is because of the accessories. If yeah. you start getting right. some like Wazoo fucking weird ass brand, yeah, nobody makes a holster for it. There's no fucking magazines. No, so it's pretty much got to be one of the five, I think, or six. So right. we've got Glock, uh, Sig, Springfield Armory, really decent pistol, uh, right. and the yeah, 509 series. Right. Smith and Wesson. Did I leave one out? If no, I did, five. it's on the website. That's fine. Uh, but basically, yeah. It's five. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You, you pretty much have to pick one of those because of parts availability. Yeah. Oh, so, sorry. So H I, HKVP9. Yeah, right. HK, that's actually six. Yeah. Smith, that is, uh, yeah. Um, so I, I tried all those families, plus tons of yeah. others. The, mm -hmm. I almost went with FN. Um, yeah. it, it actually pisses me off. Their guns, 
like a year and a half ago were way more expensive. The 509, they brought the price way down. Really? Yeah, dude. Like, uh, like you know, because Tim Kennedy's a good friend of mine. I've been rolling with yeah. him for years. He, he's, I think, uh, he's effing uh, sponsors him, so he just okay, yeah. shut up about the scar and the five hundred nine. <laughs> like, like they're getting their money's worth, right? Of course, they definitely get their money's worth from him. And, and I like those a lot, but it was like I, li- I like the Sig maybe two percent less, but like it was fifty percent more for an FN. The price has yeah. come way down though. So if, if if I do it all again, I might go FN now. Although the thing I like about Sig is right, like uh, Glock has the most accessories and. Yeah. Yeah. widest yeah. thing yeah. i didn't really i can see why people like locks i just didn't yeah. like it but sig has a ton like it there's tons yeah. of sig shit yeah. oh, fn's well, a little harder to find not it is not hard yeah. but harder well there's there's less you still got the military contract which means now everybody makes everything but here's the bottom line man with pistols like they're all pretty fucking good yeah uh it really comes down to like which one fits well in your hand and which one can i get parts for it which one's best like who fucking cares like it, yeah, it no. doesn't matter there's yeah. there's whichever one feels good in your hand and you like to shoot is the one that you should buy uh, so, so any of those six brands just yeah. go shoot them all figure yeah. out the family you like better you're good honestly go. you don't even have to shoot them you can go to the gun range counter and hold them all one after the other and generally speaking really yeah even really? somebody doesn't know shit whichever one feels good in your hand is gonna be the one's the right fit for you it's, it's, really, it's really? It you don't think you need yeah. to shoot them Nope. Huh. That's I, I know that's that sounds like an absurd statement, but most of the yeah, time I'm, I'm used like, to it now. I like if thirty yeah. percent of what you say makes no sense to me <laughs> until and then it, usually almost every single time it's like, oh, I guess he's right. It looks like he knows what he's talking about, but like my, my wife says the same thing except for the I guess he's right part. Thirty percent of the time, I was fucking, Yeah. No, yeah. I, I never would have guessed that. That's actually that's amazing. Huh. It is. You know, man, honestly, you can feel a lot, a lot of same thing about knives, like a lot of other weapons, like just like how they feel. Like when you pick them up, you can tell, I don't know. I don't know if it's like some hardwired fucking caveman shit or what, but you can generally tell something that's good quality and something that's a piece of shit just by how it feels. And that's even inexperienced dudes. You know, just, like I said, man, it's just weird. It's how it is. Okay. All right. So uh, any advice or like, where do I buy the piss? Just buy it from the gun range I'm at? Or is, does any of that yeah. matter or what? Not really. You're not going to get the margin on guns. I know those from being an industry insider too. Right. Margin on guns is like 50 bucks. Uh, it's not much. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. Really? Uh, so, so yeah, like if you all. buy the gun from SIG, it's $50 less than from the gun store. If that, Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah. And it still has to go through the gun store. So I prefer to go to my local gun shop, like the little gun shop. Cause yeah. we keep those dudes in business. That way we don't get, uh, you know, dicks. Like right. we're, you know, dicks was dicks probably is gun shops out of business and stop selling guns. Cause they're assholes. Yeah. You know, support your local guy. He's also going to take better care of you. Now, one thing you don't want to do, uh, even though I just said good things about the local gun shop, is go to the local gun shop and ask their opinion. Because I promise you, 99.9% of the time, that guy doesn't know shit about shit. Uh, you know, it's just the most of the guys that run gun shops are not shooters, really. They're more like collectors. So yeah. don't ask the dude's advice. Just tell him what you want to look at and buy it. it. It's, this is the reason I, I had to come find you and bring you on here is like, I'd love gun guys if yeah. I want to talk about esoteric gun shit, yeah. right? But gun right. guys are horrible to listen to in, <laughs> until you are in the weeds of guns. Right, yeah. Like, oh, if, oh, if you're like a beginner or you're thinking about something or you're trying to understand something with context, yeah. truly, gun people are actually the worst people to talk to because they're so deep in their world they can't see or don't see outside of it. It's why I, why right. I hired you. is because you're a gun dude who doesn't think like a gun dude. 
at least like, you know, when you're talking to me, like, right. you're like okay, he's a civilian. I'm going to think like a civilian now yeah. and just give him the info. Right. So, yeah, I can't. You're 100 percent right about that. I, yeah. like, I, I did that like early on. Yeah. Went into, oh, yeah, I bet. I did a Red's gun range in uh, in Austin or like where Georgetown, right? It's like yeah. a super famous place. Yeah. Those guys are crazy knowledgeable, man. Like they really right. know their shit. And then I asked the dude, like, what pistol would you recommend? And I mean, for fucking two hours, it's on and on and on. About, and then I, he, he eventually tells me to get like, God, what was it? Like he didn't, he didn't ask me one question about myself actually, which was, that was the red flag for me. Oh, wow. And then he, yeah. he recommended uh, like not a, staccato and not a 1911 but whatever the mid-range of that is of, of 45 oh, I, don't, I can't even remember the brand it was a it might have been a springfield but it was a 45 and it was like okay, a 1911 yeah. platform oh no you know it's like a it's like a, a what, what is it called when it has a, the hammer fire yeah. right single, single action, yeah right yeah. and i'm like yeah. i knew just about enough about guns oh, then to man. be like i don't think this guy's giving me good advice no no <laughs> man and you know, again, good on those. Oh, and by the way, by the way, yeah. the other th- red flag. It was yeah. the exact gun he was carrying on him. There you go. And I was like, mm, I think yeah. you and I have different needs. <laughs> but you know, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a for instance that goes right along with that. Like you're, you're gonna see me carrying a Glock. Uh, you're gonna see me shooting a Glock. You're gonna see right. that I've been on a Glock poster one time because I shot right. a Glock so much. Right. Glocks have built-in weaknesses. Actually, they have the shittiest triggers of the six brands I recommended. Right. Uh, which you cannot fix. Uh, it can't be done. There's nothing you can do about it. It's just going to have a shitty trigger until the day you die. I wouldn't even get Glocks now if I was starting over. I had to stick with Glocks because that was my army gun. So that right. became my race gun. And then I shot like 2 million rounds on. I'm stuck with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've been driving left-handed and a stick shift for 20 years now. It would take me so much effort to switch to a new gun that I'm stuck with that. Yeah. That doesn't mean because I carry a Glock that you should carry a Glock. Not, a, not even a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how you got to think about this stuff. Yeah. I, to people who ask me what gun do I buy and like they're just like I'm like first off what are you fucking asking me but like there's plenty of people who know way less than me and the, I always tell people like the just go buy it and I don't want to think just tell me what to do is the answer yeah. is Glock 17 because yeah. it's so it's reliable and yeah. so common like 80% of cops carry it it's like it's yeah. everywhere and it's a super good gun but yeah like it's not the gun I would pick either right yeah it's it's not the gun that I would recommend most of the time now for 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 you, like, you know, we did this over again. I would not put you on a Glock 34 no, because I'm on a Glock 34. No. That makes sense. Okay. So I, I get my gun, right? I got my yeah. X carry. Yep. What, is there anything else I need to get? Like, like, give, tell me the universe of the pistol that I need. Like, what are the things okay. I got to do? Now, now the fun part begins. So you bought your pistol. You've, you've decided your religion. Uh, yes. you're, you're Catholic. You're Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're Catholic. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm Buddhist over my Glock. You know, whatever bullshit. Right. Anyway, now I got to buy some shit to go with it. Yeah. Uh, and that's really where the fun starts. Now, your size of pistol, Tucker, you can carry those. Yes. Uh, I, I did it for years. A lot of us that are my age, like we, we carry a Glock 19 for yeah. you know all the time. It's the same size. Yeah. So the next thing you got to do, you got to get a holster and uh, you got to get some spare magazines, especially if that's your only gun right now. Like that's your like everything like fucking Antifa showed up with a hundred dudes outside. This is right. my own. This is what gun. you got. My ex carry. I mean, I have like a, I can't remember. I think they come with three mags. Is that enough? Or should I get more? Like I'm pretending fucking, I'm a beginner. I, you need at least five. And I say preferably 10. 10 pistol magazine. Yeah. If with one gun, not 10 with per one gun. gun. 10 per gun. Yeah, 10 per gun. Yeah, 10 per gun. Fuck all. Dude, I have, I don't even know, six or eight, six. I'm not buying 80 magazines. That's nonsense. Oh, I'm sorry. We're a family of pistols. 
I'd say if you only have one gun, you need 10 magazines for it. If you have eight fucking SIGs, uh, shit, man, I don't know, fucking... You have to, to you can't carry all eight sigs, right? <laughs> if, you, if, I, if, you bad, if I was well, Josie could, Wales, like, I could. You, Josie Wales did carry eight guns. You can put like that dude in uh, Boondock Saints. He's like, what if it was one guy with six guns? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that's excessive. But for your, your primary duty gun, you do need 10. All right, that's five that you can load up at any time and just have ready to fucking rock and roll. And then five empty ones that you can train with and do dry fire. But if things get really scary, like, oh, there's a fucking riot outside, I take my magazines, I load them some bitches up, and now I've got a lot of bullets. That's like 170 rounds in pistol magazines. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. That's a pretty good, like, don't mess with me number of bullets. That That is actually new. I did not know that. That is news for me. I, I mean, I'm sure I have, because I, I have 10, you know, each SIG comes with three, so do. I have like 20 yeah. or 30, but I was thinking 10 per. Okay, so like five five is the minimum. And you keep yeah. five loaded with your like, like whatever, hollow point, like the shit you shoot people with. Normally I keep three, but I don't dislike having five. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, like my good bullets. Yeah. So, all right. Five magazines minimum, ideally yep. some more. Okay. Yep. Now holster. Okay. This is where things get really fun. As a gun dude, you're going to end up with like, I don't know, like $300 with a holsters that you fucking hate. That's just, you know, just, so hold, how do I, okay. I, I got money. I, it's fine. Yep. I can deal with it. Yep. Let, let's say I don't. And I'm like, I'm yep. on, you know, I'm on the budget plan. Yep. Right. Like, how do I get a holster? It doesn't have to be perfect. Great. So how do I get a good solid holster my first or maybe second time? I've been carrying the same one or same brand for a decade and a half. Uh, for me, it just really works well. Uh, I carry crossbreeds and I like these reckoning ones for, for little guns. Right. If you go to the website, I've actually got a recommendation where they, they spread the leather out a little bit. Yeah. If I'm carrying a, a bigger gun like you are. I tried all the holsters out there. That was the one that worked best for me. It's going to be a pretty good solution for everybody. It may not be perfect for you, uh, but if you got money and you want to like try some other shit, you're going to end up doing it. That's fine. The crossbreed is going to be pretty good. I say across the board for any gun, uh, it's going to be like an 80% solution for everybody. Yeah. Again, dumb person question. Yeah. So let's start with the basic because holster was a thing. It took me a long time to learn oh, yeah. and figure this out. Yeah. I, like this right. is before I hired you. And still, dude, yeah. I just ordered a crossbreed holster and I just ordered a black point. I just ordered a tier one. Because now I realized I'm going to carry inside the waistband because I thought I was going to carry in a fanny pack, which I did for about six months or a year. And like there were advantages to it for me, like because it's like I don't like it's easy. It's accessible. It's right there. And then you kept telling uh, to your credit, you kept telling me, dude, like it's and it wasn't aesthetics. You were like, that's not going to (laughs) work. I'm like, ah, Clay, too, what, but- what do you know, man? You've been shooting people for 20 years. Like, just like, like let me lead here, right? And then I, went, <laughs> I went to Bill's course, and I brought that, and he like laughed at me. He's like, "All right, let's see how that works for you." It didn't work. It didn't work Absolutely. well. I got fucking my ass handed <clears throat> to me. And what's yeah. funny is, I I went from getting my ass handed to me very clearly with a fanny pack, because like I said, we were doing the the draw drills, right? With these. Yeah. And so, like, I was just getting plugged. I brought an inside the waistband holster with me just in case. Uh, went to that. And then I started plugging people. Like, I was, I'm actually, that's the only thing I was good at. The whole thing is a quick draw on that. Right. So let's talk first about with holsters. Where are you carrying? Because that's, that's, I bought like all these holsters because I didn't even oh, know yeah. the fucking yeah. difference. Right. No, seriously. Like, yeah. I remember I bought two holsters and I'm like, what is outside and inside the waistband? What does this mean? 
Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. Hey, and again, this is, this is also one of the reasons I, I'm really glad you're there to like, you know, kind of catch me with that. We're getting too far out there. Cause there are all these words that like mean shit. Also, if you're stepping into like defensive world, you're going to kind of learn some Latin along the way, or, you know, fucking Spanish, whatever you want to call it. It is like speaking a foreign language. So you got to kind of like learn some of this bullshit. So inside the waistband just means it goes inside your pants. OWB outside the waistband means that it sits on your pants. And believe it or not, depending on how you dress, you could actually conceal either way. Now, I'm a t-shirt and jeans kind of dude, and you kind of, that's how I think most American males dress. Yeah. So pretty much means we're stuck with inside the waistband. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of how it is. If you want to wear some like, uh, you know, Cuban flowing shirts and shit like that, you can get, you can get by with some outside the waistband or, you know, God forbid the fucking fishing vest of death. Uh, you can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> Naviator sunglasses, a trucker cat, whatever. Uh. Now, but for most of us, if you're going to conceal the, the damn thing, you're going to carry it inside the waistband. Yeah. Uh, so with that, that's an IWB. You've got the choice of what's called appendix carry or strong side. Or so appendix means in the front right here, literally yeah. where you're, I'm showing you a video right there where your appendix yeah. is. Yeah. But basically it can be down the middle or here. But right. That's that's basically appendix, right? That's basically appendix. Yeah. Okay. All so right. there are advantages to appendix. I, I will grant. Uh, and you're going to hear a lot of bullshit about appendix because it got to be very popular about like 2006. A lot of uh, protection dudes started going to appendix. Uh, it was like all the cool shit. If you didn't carry appendix, you weren't cool. You sucked. Yeah. Uh, and I will say that it's very fast to uh, right. to get it out. Yeah. As well as for certain types of like clinching that we expect to have in a, a like a, a very close quarters combat situation. Right. right. There are advantages in that. Let me back the camera up just a little bit. There are advantages in that if I'm clinched, all right, it's very easy to get it out where it needs to be. Whereas yeah. if I'm moving my arm back here to get my gun. On it my takes a little side, more time, yeah. It takes a little bit more time, and also you're a grappler. How much of a good position is that for me to put That's not good. I'm taking that Kimura right away. Yeah, exactly. So there are advantages to that appendix. It's keeping my hands center line. All right, it's very fast. For me, it's very uncomfortable. I just don't like it. Yeah, it is as uncomfortable. Well as yeah, it's it sucks. It's it's shitty, uncomfortable. A lot of it depends on like body type too. A lot of times, like really skinny dudes can get away with it. Anybody with like a little bit of meat on them, extra medium, it's not gonna work. Uh, so that's, fat is the word you're looking for, Claire. No, extra medium, extra <laughs> medium, big butt, big butt, husky, fucking <laughs> <laughs> husky. I'm gonna go to the Victoria. There's like a whole Victoria's Secret word for this now. It's like I don't know, plus size gun model. You know, some, some fucking bullshit. Plus size gun model. That'd be amazing. <laughs> so, can, can I try these on at a gun store? Like, will they let? Because, like, which I I know they do. Because most of the holsters come in like packages you can open, so you can take out and kind of hold and stuff, right? Yeah, but you're gonna be very hard pressed to find one of these at a gun store that's not a pile of shit. Most gun stores, when it comes to accessories, they carry fucking junk. Yeah, just sure. it's, it's it's fucking even garbage. like Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, which supposed to have tons They're of the selection. Fuck yes, this shit is awful for the most part. Now, occasionally yeah. they have some good stuff in there, like Safari Lunch, but it's it's usually a very small segment. Yeah. Mostly, they're selling like just just fucking garbage. Uh, one of the classics is what we call Uncle Mike's. If it says Uncle Mike's, I just don't buy it. All right, it's it's yeah. it's, it's it sucks. Yeah. So, uh, oh, last thing about appendix for new gun guys, especially, it's a lot harder to point this loaded gun. At their twigs and berries. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I gave penis you five minutes is, ago. Is the word you're looking for. Yeah. What's that? Penis. I don't want to point it's the gun penis. at my penis. I don't, don't want to be Plexico Burris. Right. Exactly. You don't, you don't. 
and I get that also. Even like being an experienced gun guy, when I tried appendix for a little while, it made me a little uncomfortable. Like I like that shit. Like it's useful for me. Like I want to yeah. keep it. I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm a fan of, of my penis and balls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So that's kind of the, the appendix thing. The next choice is what we call a uh, strong side carry. So that would be like on the hip, basically? Like the yeah. side? Like yeah. basically, basically, I'm looking for this hollow, like between my butt cheek and my hip bone. And it's going to set like right there Yeah. under my T-shirt. So that's called strong side carry. It's it's the second fastest. Right. Uh, as I, I showed you, like with a with a confrontation, like it does create some problems. They're they're pretty quick to get though, so it's it's kind of a balanced thing. Yeah. Uh, as well as I will also say, certain other kinds of like shielding moves. All right, being able yeah. to turn my gun away from you, yeah, it's while big. I'm holding you off with this yeah, elbow, yeah, yeah, right. That's the frame. Yeah, it actually it actually presents some advantages. Yeah. It might even be that I can use my reach in to get a gun out when I could not from appendix carry. So those yeah. are the strong those are the strong parts. All right, the last ones kind of ridiculous it kind of went out with like miami vice and stuff was it like the back carry or something it's called a smaller back yeah so that's basically the the gun goes right here yeah so essentially what that usually means also there's a there's kind of a like a a, a hollow between your butt cheeks and your upper yeah. back yeah and it'll hide it'll hide a big gun i will also say if you're carrying like a glock 17 or something right it fits pretty nice right there yeah now the problems are it's the slowest Right. All right. Like you once got it's hard to get back there. Get oh, yeah. It, right? Yeah. Well, then once again, from the from the grappler perspective. Oh, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, if someone's be... on you, you're fucked. Oh, yeah. You're fucked. Yeah, it's done. If they have any kind of grappling knowledge, like you are, you're having a fucking bad day. Yeah. Right. And the third thing is the worst. Uh, a lot of cops started carrying this way back in like the late 70s, early 80s to get a full size gun. Well, especially like places like New York where they slip and fall on the ice and stuff. I had documented cases of dudes falling, landing on that gun and it breaks their spine. Fuck off. Think about that. Seriously? Yeah. Seriously, so fucking heart attack. I mean, think about, you know, landing your full body weight on this piece of metal right here oh, on like yeah, a vertebrae. Man. Yeah, it's bad. So that one's kind of out the window. It's it's also very hard to tell when you've actually got it exposed. Like, you know, your shirt rides up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Now you're walking around with your fucking blaster hanging out. Uh, there have actually been at least one dude shot by the cops because of that. Uh, he was going to a Costco in like Las Vegas. Didn't know his shirt had ridden up, walked in. Some kind of fucking weird, you know, getting shot over. So, yeah, wow. things, things to know. Yeah. So All because right. of that, hold, hold on, hold, wait, wait. Let, 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 I've, we got to take it one step back on holster. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um. All right. So that, like, let's actually talk about like, because this was actually a thing for me, dude. Oh, yeah. And it, it is for yeah. most people. So you buy your gun, right? Yeah. Let's say you shoot it. Let's even say you, you, you shoot it at the range. You're, you're like, uh, by the way, uh, pointing a gun at you through Zoom does not count as flagging you, right? No, no, no. Sure. I, okay, I hope good. not because I've done it to you like nine times. <laughs> <All> right, okay. <laughs> so uh, uh, so uh, uh, I practice with it. I'm whatever. I'm good with it, right? I mean, I, uh, um, but it actually took me a long time to start actually taking the gun with me anywhere. Yeah. Which I, which is like absurd. It, like, but no, seriously, like this was like yeah. buying the gun uh for a lot of people that it was a barrier not the barrier anymore but then the gun stays in the gun case like yeah. under their bed locked up <laughs> or whatever and that's it it doesn't go anywhere but you're so you're saying if you're gonna do this you're doing it to carry it everywhere right yes yes and and that is yes and that is nerve-wracking to start to do yeah uh, it, dude it, even for me now like like I, now i've started carrying on me and it's yeah. like it took me 
it's taken me months or years to get to the point where first I understood it truly. Like I had to get my ass handed to me and, and simulated, you know, stuff to understand. I like, if I carry a frame pack against someone who's not, I'm dead. Like I'm just, that's it. Right. But then on top right. of that, like Having a bad day. Yeah. Right. But then on top of that understanding, like if I'm like, if I'm actually worried about my safety, I'm actually serious about using this to protect myself and my family. It's got to be on me essentially all the time, maybe not in my house, maybe, right. but yeah. like when I'm out of my house, yeah. it is right. the, th- it comes with me like, like my a, keys and my wallet. Yep, exactly. And it's a very, I started carrying 20 years ago, uh, actually like on my 21st birthday, I bought myself a pistol at the Marine Corps PX, like the whole fucking, and I started carrying like that, that day, so yeah. I, or, you know, like a week later when I got my license. I still remember what a nerve wracking like experience it was to start like carrying like a fucking gun, like in public. It was, uh, I mean, he was like an experienced soldier by then. It was still like, it's, it's very, it makes you feel like fucking weird and awkward, man. It's, it's, it's not, it is, it's kind of not natural for us. You know, yes. it's just like kind of something we've been taught like our entire lives. You don't do, even if it was legal, we, we still don't feel like it's right. Totally. So, it seems yeah. super weird, man. It carrying it. Honestly, yeah. I just got to be straight about that. And then I don't get into like uh, loading, you know, having it lo- not just ch- like a loaded mag, but chambered on me. Yeah. Like, where it's, yeah. pull the trigger and the gun's going <laughs> off. <laughs> like, that's, that's this intense, gonna, dude. This is actually going to surprise you. So uh, late in my career, I actually taught a course uh, that was for like low vis operators to start right. doing this kind of stuff. A lot of those dudes, we're talking experienced special forces soldiers, like you know, multiple combat tours and shit. They felt uncomfortable starting to carry a loaded gun all the time, like especially off base, like outside of training. That's what yeah. I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, we're talking like you know, 32, 33 year old Green Berets. Uh, so what I good. I'm to, glad I'm not a pussy. I'm glad it's all no, of us. No, <laughs> it is, man. It really is kind of like universally like fucking weird. I mean, maybe not if like you grew up in like the south side of Philly, you know, maybe you just, you know, yeah, right. all right. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had some teammates and shit that came from a place like that. Maybe I'm gonna go find one of them and ask them later. But for most of us, it is. It's unnatural. It's, it's unnatural, it's weird, and it kind of makes you feel like awkward and like you're breaking the rules and like you're a fuck up, like kind of all at the same time. Uh, and that's, I don't know that there's an equivalent for men, but I, I imagine this is probably a lot like for like women, like when they start to grow boobs and now they're having to deal with this like attention. But, yeah. I think for men like this, is, it makes us feel probably in a very similar way. I think you're so, the only person who's ever com- compared boobs to a concealed handgun. <laughs> you give me enough time. I can, I can compare boobs to anything foremost in my mind at all hours of the day. No. Uh, that is probably weird, yeah. But I mean, I can't think of a better analogy. It's kind of what it feels like. Uh, so one of the ways that you can get around this, one of the ways that I, I got my dudes to start getting around this, go ahead and spend the 50 bucks on like a fake gun. They call them blue guns or red guns. Yeah. That's an exact replica of your gun. All right. And preferably the red one. Because the red one's like a big, why not bright. Just, why not just my airsoft that I already bought? Because that still looks like a firearm and you're still kind of brandishing a firearm. You could do it with your airsoft gun as long as you're in like a legal place. Right. Uh, that's fine. But you, it may still make you feel awkward. And this might even be something for you, man, as, as you're uh, spending some more time with your uh, your holster tryouts. Right. Spend the 50 bucks on the red gun. Uh, it's big, bright red. It, yeah. If In the worst case, if it falls out, everybody knows it's a, it's a toy or yeah. it's a fake gun. Like course, it's not going to alarm anyone. One of the other things that feels, have you, uh, have you ever interacted with some law enforcement yet while you're carrying a gun? Yes. 
Many times in Texas, because I, I I carry a gun in my car. I have I have a like this this basically stays yeah. in my car, which now it stays on yeah. me. But it used to be when it was in my fanny pack, it stays in my car. And so like I've been pulled over plenty of times. And in Texas, you give them the carry concealed license with the license, yeah. and they ask you yeah. where the weapon is, and I tell them. And so like you get out of tickets that way too, honestly. But you still you remember how weird it felt probably the first time. Yeah, it like was a, a little bit weird. Little, it was like, crazy. hey, dude, with a gun, I have a gun too. <laughs> Trust <laughs> me, it's gonna. It feels even weirder if you're like a city dude and you're like walking around and like I don't know for some reason like now you feel like you're sweating and you know you're looking at cops they're looking at you because you're sweating like a fucking weirdo. Uh, Having that red gun takes a lot of that kind of like stress away. Uh, and like I said, in the worst case scenario, if you look like you're doing something fucking silly and they come and like stop you, right? And they see an, an imprint of a gun on your side, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the second that thing is looked at, even actually an advantage for you dealing with cops is they've trained with red and blue guns and they know it's not real at a glance. So you're saying to get used to it, carry a fake gun. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Now, it's kind of an extreme step. Not everybody's going to have to do that. But if you find yourself as one of those dudes that's like very, very nervous about carrying your live gun, just carry the fucking fake one for a couple weeks everywhere you go. And as far as I know, there's not a place in the country besides the airport that it's actually illegal to carry a toy gun. So yep. I'm, at, I'm at the gun store. I pick my gun. Yep. I buy it. I get five magazines minimum, right? Yep. Um, uh, so holster, I'm not buying there, but maybe if I can try some out, see, see, like even yeah. Le- yeah. let's talk about leather versus. So this plastic is called Kydex. Yep. Like it's a specific yep. type of plastic, which I had to learn. Because I remember, like, I, like yeah. uh, the first time I went to one of Tim's courses, I didn't have a holster, and it says Kydex holster only. I'm like, the fuck is Kydex? It's plastic. It's a, like basically, it's a type of plastic. <laughs> right. Which it yeah. could have said plastic holster. Kydex is fancy for plastic. Yeah. Okay, well, so Kydex fancy, or leather? Because anyway. there's some cool leather ones, right? Or, or yes, there are. Can, can you? Would you like? Are there any yeah. leather where it's like you can make that your conceal holster or not? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, there's some good leather holsters out there. Okay. You got to look at it this way. Every every choice in a holster has a weakness or a trade-off. Right. Uh, like your, your Kydex holster there. Over enough time, like a year or two years, it will actually crack and it will fall apart. Just from the heat and the compression of that plastic, it, it will break. It might even take three years, but it will break. Really? And, yeah. A leather, as long as you buy from like a high-quality leather guy like like Mitch Rosen, uh, I'm going to say basically as long as you pay like 80 or 100 bucks for it, right. that's, that's a good enough here. Leather will last for a very long time, but eventually it will also wear out. Even like super thick gun leather. Uh, gun leather, when it starts wearing out, you'll actually start to have problems that, you know, you could like accidentally have your gun go off, cramming it back in the holster. Now we're talking years of use there if it's good quality gun leather. Yeah. But that's the trade-off with leather. Okay. And then something like a uh, like, uh, crossbreed, the, the reason they call them that is it's, it's both. It's a Kydex front that's held on by screws and a leather backer. I find the leather backer makes it more comfortable. Uh, same thing with regular leather. It's uh, it's to me, it's more comfortable. Uh, Kydex holds its retention a little bit better. Some people find it more comfortable. Uh, as well as one really nice thing about Kydex, it doesn't absorb moisture as much. So a lot of times your moisture will just run out. If I've got you know leather next to my sweaty body all day, yeah, it's got all your fat sweat coming out. out. Yeah, right. It's disgusting. That that, that husky sweat coming out. <laughs> I get extra medium sweat. Yeah. Anyway, I got to take this out pretty much every day. Wipe it down. And uh, you know, at least a couple times a week, throw a little bit of oil on it so it doesn't start rusting. Okay, I got you. All right, so magazines, 
looking at holsters, but probably going to order online, right? You got a whole like a deep dive into holsters on your site, which I'll link yeah. all this. Yeah, in the, in the, yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah. then what else at the gun store when I'm buying the pistol do I need? Let's just say you can get it at a gun Bullets. store. Bullets. Yeah. Yes. You need yeah, to a lot put of something I'll, in I'll the gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's again, you know, you've trained your airsoft now. You've at least done uh, done something. So you're going to need some bullets. All right. right. So which bullets do you want for that? Hollow point, right? <sighs> Man. Not for training. Well, there's like a million. Carry, right. Right. Yeah. Well, Basically, we're going to call hollow points like carry ammo. Yeah. There's like a thousand different brands of hollow points. For the most part, they, they're all pretty good now. Yeah. Uh, with some exception. Uh, the, there's like three or four brands that I tend to recommend just across the board, uh, Hornady, Federal HRTs, uh, G9s, that's what I normally carry, and a couple others. Uh, one thing that a lot of people don't do with their carry ammo that you should do, well, two things actually. Number one, you want to overbuy that. You want to buy like, even though they're expensive, like three times the price of, of regular ammo, you want to buy enough that you can shoot at least 20 through your concealed carry gun. Now, even with regular hollow points, but these ones here are a little bit extreme, right? right? Hollow points have kind of a flat face or, you know, a hole. Right. So a lot of times they don't feed as well. A certain thing like an MP5 machine gun will not even uh, work with hollow points most of the time. The round nose of a, a traditional full metal jacket actually feeds better. So hollow point designers have had a lot of years to work this out. And usually hollow points will just work, but you still want to check. You absolutely want to check. They're actually also, like so that's not just gun guy lore. Like you really no. need to shoot twenty rounds through your fucking gun with those specific yes. bullets to make sure it leaves. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Without right. question. Okay, I, I didn't I'm, know that. I'm learning a bunch of shit on this. You haven't told me that. Thanks, <laughs> asshole. Paying you for fucking nothing. <laughs> well, I, I knew you were good at combatters, man. I wanted to see how you acted under pressure. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. No, that's not gun guy. I thought that was uh, gun guy bullshit. I really did. Oh no, man. No, it's, it's fucking real. In fact, anytime I switch brands of hollow points, I'll yeah. run at least 20 to make sure that it's going to work. Oh. I mean, it's entirely possible that some like hollow points and some feed ramps just will not interface and you're going to have like a misfire every time. So we're going to go, we're going to shoot those 20 rounds, make sure it works. In fact, a lot of places that you buy the gun, they'll let you go like test fire at their range right yeah. there. So take those 20, burn them. Yeah. Uh, we're just making sure it cycles. Everything's cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and, what about like this? But what if the gun guy says, oh, yeah, it'll work? No, no. You need to shoot him yourself. Fuck no. Okay. Yeah. You need to okay. shoot him yourself. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Poor, poor yeah. gun guys, man. We're shitting all up. <laughs> guys didn't know up. <laughs> you know what? The, they deserve it. I'm sure they'll, 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 they'll shit on me back. It's like, goddamn young whippersnappers don't know shit about nothing. Two world wars. All right. So they yeah. got the gun. <laughs> you know. Got the magazines. Yep. Got the duty yep. ammo. Anything else at the gun yep. store when I make my initial gun purchase? Like the things that'll be there. Uh, probably a little bit of gun oil if you haven't bought that already. Yeah. Buy so so like that, that, that's the sort of thing where it's like, hey, can you give me a gun cleaning kit? Are, is, are there any, like, they're all basically the same, right? For for our purposes? Pretty much. Yeah. There's a lot of like snake oil and bullshit for, for especially for a pistol oil for starting out. Like it, it doesn't fuck. You can use fucking motor oil out of your car. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just, just get some gun oil from the dude. It's fine. Okay. So should we talk about right now, we got a little bit of time left, Red Dot? Because I think most yeah. people, if you have the option, you want to buy that with the gun, right? Yeah. Like already installed if possible or buy yes. it at the gun store and, and they'll put it on usually for free if you're buying the gun yes. on the Red Dot. Yep. So you see the Red Dot through Zoom? Yeah. 
Uh, I didn't know you could do that through Zoom. That's yeah. badass. Yeah, it's fucking legit. All right, so red dot versus not a red dot. Okay, this is going to matter a lot when you buy your pistol. Well, hold right. on, super, super, take a step back. Yeah. Clay, what the fuck is a red dot? <laughs> a red dot is just like you've seen in video games. Yes. A red dot in a little TV screen that basically aims for you. I mean, yeah. that, I really well, so, no, no, like this, this is actually, go, but. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, this is actually one of those things like, okay, so this is an optic that sits on top of your gun, right? And so, like, I actually had to watch videos of how they're made because, like, it, it's so weird. And essentially, yeah. very simplistically explained, it projects yep. a red dot on it, it, onto or in between some glass, right? Yep. And then you, when it's a lo- set up correctly and aligned, you yep. look through your pistol. Let's look, yeah, there you go. I, I, I can flag people on Zoom. So it's fine. We're on Zoom. Right. We're on Zoom. Right. So you look through your pistol, Watch and this. I'm looking. My red dot right now is right on the camera, right? Yeah. So if I pull the trigger, the bullet yeah. goes right to where the red dot is, right? It's it's an yeah. aiming device. And, yes. and like it, it, it's not obviously magic, but like it kind of right. seems like magic. It's pretty close. Right. Because yeah. like I like everything I had ever shot in my life was iron sights, right? Right. And then like I didn't actually even have a red dot. I never shot with one until summer of 2020 when I got serious about guns. I and then I'm like, what are these red dot? This is like I knew about like they go on rifles, like the super expensive Trijicon two thousand dollar, like the I knew about those, right? And I'd seen those and I I tested one or two yep. like at a range. I didn't like it was like because these are relatively new for pistols, right? Last three, four years, five years. Yeah, they started running around in military circles around like 2005, 2006. Right. Believe it or not, they've actually been around on race guns since like 1981. Oh, now, wow. that, that sounds fucking crazy, but they were they were very specialized. They were very yeah. big and you had to have this like, like weird mount that went around the frame and held it like up here. Yeah. And uh, so they've been they've actually been around a long time. They, they didn't have any serious following. There's like 10 nerds that competed in this fucking red dot class. And that yeah. was it. Yeah. That was the only place they were on pistols. The military started getting serious about them. Around like probably like 2004, 2005. Well, you mean your uh, level of military, like special forces yes. level? Okay. Yes. All right. yes, exactly. And they started doing it because there's certain times, very limited, like those special force level, where a pistol is actually like your primary weapon for reasons, as well as we could see over suppressors that way. You could put a suppressor on it to work, where with iron sights, many times the suppressor actually comes out and blocks the sight. Yeah. Unless you get some like really tall size searches, some other real bullshit. Yeah. I, and the other reason is a red dot works with night vision goggles. It's very difficult to see with a set of night vision goggles on the the the, the sights. All right, trying to get these, trying to get my shit zeroed yeah. or yeah. adjusted so that I can see iron sights. However, a red dot held out in front of my face like this, it just instantly picks up. So oh, wow. just like this, I have a thing I can fight with at night. So oh, that's cool. I didn't know all that. Oh yeah, dude! I, you got some goggles now. Try it out when you get home, dude. It'll, it'll blow your mind. It's, it's okay. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty neat. So, uh, so anyway, military started getting serious about them probably about that like 2004 to 2007 space. And that's really kind of what exploded their popularity, and then we went through some evolutions of of uh, of, of red dots until uh, probably about three or four years ago when they got really popular. Right. As, uh, yeah. So. So so that, for okay so for for civilians. They became a thing yeah. about like normal, regular, non non competitive shooter, non military. About five years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. that's pretty reasonable. They okay. really, yeah, really started getting popular. Manufacturers started for the first time selling guns with a red dot attached, which yeah. was like 
you know, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Uh, Cause before that, like a lot of times you'd have to like go have like a machinist, like cut a chunk out of your slide for you. It was fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, drill the holes in for the screws yeah, and everything. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was nuts. So now we had manufactured pretty much everybody now makes a pistol that's ready, just out of the box, ready for it. Yeah. Or a lot even, of people sell them. Look at this. Even my yeah. airsoft gun has a plate yeah. on, you can take it's off and put a red dot for a fucking airsoft gun. Yeah. That's fucking absurd, but yeah. yeah. And if you're going to, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's really got popular. And here's the thing that I like about red dots. It shortens the learning curve so much. Uh, having been like a dude that taught shooting, like from when red dots didn't happen until they did. The first time I took a client out that had a red dot on his pistol. Right. I mean, it shortened his first training session by like an hour. Uh, he got so much more out of it because it's so easy. It, it basically takes so much difficulty out of it. If I can just say, okay, put the red dot right there. Yeah. Put it on the target. Now on pull the trigger. The gun, yeah. pull the yes. Yeah. yeah. So red dots are fantastic. Um, they're not for everyone. I've shot enough iron sights that I still prefer iron sights. But again, that's having like, you know, a million fucking rounds of iron sights and having to adjust. For anybody else learning wise, starting out wise, a red dot shortens that learning curve so steep. Uh, yeah. So yeah. you should really think about having one of those. So what? Okay. So are there any specific brands or price points or what? Like walk me through thinking about that. Now here's the the shitty part about red dots for pistols, especially the slide movement on a pistol is actually harder on a red dot than a rifle is. So they had to make red dots for pistols like ten times more durable. Just think about the G-forces of that optic slamming back and oh, slamming yeah. forward. Yeah, right. It doesn't do that on your rifle. Yeah. yeah. So because of that, there's not that many red dots that will survive for very long. Uh, there's like three brands that are like really tough. Uh, if we're talking about the Micro 9s, that's like uh, Shield. Uh, Trishcon makes one. And then there's one other that I – it's it's on the website. I forget the name of it right now. If we, we go – over to you know full size pistols, it's pretty much uh, Trigicon with an, like an RMR or an SR. They're both yeah. Trigicon brand. Yeah, or it is a Leopold Delta Point Pro. Like I got some uh, American one here that I'm I'm testing right now. Yeah, don't buy this one. Like not yet. Not until this thing takes like ten thousand rounds. You know, this is how it is. Yeah. Uh, those other three brands have survived long enough that they're they're known good quality. You're gonna pay for them like you know four or five hundred bucks, but they're gonna survive, and that's important. Okay, so pistol. Hold on. Pistol Red Dot, like the brands you're saying, Trijicon, uh, yep. Le 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 Leopold, or Leopold, however it's pronounced, yep. and uh, who, who else? <laughs> uh, if it's the Tiny Guns, uh, Shield, Shield brand, Shield okay. RMSC. Yeah. And uh, and believe it or not, this is going to sound uh, fucking crazy, but Hollow Sun is one of the toughest Red Dots out there. Yeah, I was going to say, man, I've heard a the lot. The 507 series. Yeah, I've heard a lot of yeah. dudes talk about that one. It's it's uh it's fucking crazy that this like Chinese knockoff brand that's it's only like 350, but so many dudes that I know that do they're in this space have like actually gone out and like just beat the ever-living dog shit out of them and said, no, dude, it's fucking tough. It, it fucking survives. Uh in fact, this is gonna this is fucking insane. That's what H and K prefers to put on their pistols. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the, the Germans don't fuck around with engineering. No, they don't. No, but with their uh, their demo guns for uh, for the VP9 series right now, they come with uh, they have uh, Hollow Sun 507 Cs on. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it's a lot to take in, bro. It's a lot. I I have a hard time with that. Just you know, buying the fucking Chinese. I guess probably most of these are made in China anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Except the Leopold is made in America, I'm pretty sure. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, and you know, if, if that one's tough and it's surviving, like it is it's right. like exactly. all you want. It's fact. 
Well, I'm just going to tell you, Clay, we don't support that sort of racism on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I got a cough. I, I don't know where it came from. <laughs>